Today on this edition of the Forest City Church Podcast, Lead Pastor Eric Park's message is all about baptism. Today, we are celebrating baptism, and this is a very, very big deal. Now, about seven of you get it. I know seven of you are like, it is a big deal. The rest of you are like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Okay, that's cool. That's cool, because I'm talking to you this morning. You know, here's the deal. I think, I, I, I was thinking about baptism, and why is it that oftentimes in churches, Baptism Sunday actually is the Sunday that people who are followers of Jesus take off? No, no shade. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but some of you, I know, you're like, I'm not going to church today. It's Baptism Sunday. Like, it's like it's not for you. I was thinking, why is that? And I think it is because oftentimes we really don't know how to frame baptism as followers of Jesus. We don't talk about it enough. I was, um, my, 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 my little one, Harry, he's, he's 13 now, but when he was three, I was thinking about this story. It's kind of how we approach stuff like baptism. Chrissy catches him on camera. Um, he was in the bathroom and he had found three, four different sticks of deodorant. He was three years old, little bitty guy. And he had meticulously, she's filming all this. He had meticulously by himself taken each of the deodorants and stacked them very carefully along uh, the, the edge of the counter. And then he was systematically going one by one and he would roll them up and down his leg. And he would look at his leg and look at the stick, and then he would sometimes roll it on his arm, and then he'd put the cap back on. Like He had this plan. Then he'd go to the white stuff, and then back to his leg, over his foot. Chrissy watched for two, three minutes while he's applying deodorant to his entire body. And finally, after two, three minutes, Chrissy's like, Harrison... And he stops, he looks back. He didn't know she was filming him. Little tiny guy. She's like, what are you doing? Nothing. She goes, you're doing something. Why are you putting deodorant all over your body? And he just said this. He just said, cuz. And then he went back to just putting it on. (laughs) And that was good enough for him. He didn't know why he was doing it. And I thought, you know, isn't it true that oftentimes as followers of Jesus, when asked about these Huge moments like baptism when we ask, why do we do that? Why am I not going? Because we don't know. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you why this morning. I'm going to give you three reasons why baptism is absolutely so important to all of us as followers of Jesus. I'll tell you the first reason. First reason why baptism, we all got to, we, we ought to be, baptism should be the thing that most people come to. If you're a follower of Jesus, number one, because Jesus says so. So let's just start there. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus, it's the last thing he's going to say to his people, right, before he leaves the planet. So normally whatever comes next, it's important stuff. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. He says, now go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. So see, he's like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go. He's talking to all of us, make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then he reinforces it. He says, teaching them to observe all 
all that I have commanded you, which he just commanded you to go make disciples and baptize them. Reason why baptism should be such a moment for us as a church is because Jesus tells us to do it. I was thinking about this idea that oftentimes we're told to do things by, by Jesus. And, and the reality is that much of our walk is about obedience. That Jesus tells us things to do throughout his word and we're to obey those things. Sometimes we know why we're to obey them. Sometimes we don't. But either way, I was thinking about a story I, I ran across a few years ago. There was a, a gentleman who lived on a street in Florida, when one of the hurricanes came roaring through the neighborhood, absolutely obliterated all the homes except for his. His was the only home left standing. Now, he had rebuilt that home a few years prior. And when the newscaster showed up on his front door to say, why is it that you're the only house left standing on the block? He said, well, because when I built the house, I went to the local authorities and they told me exactly how I'm supposed to build a house so that it withstands a storm. They told me what to do and I built it the way they told me to build it. See, this is so much of our walk with Jesus that he tells us to do certain things because he's building a foundation of faith and obedience is absolutely a hallmark of our faith in Jesus. Jesus teaches us that baptism, this is really important. And honestly, it is enough. If all it was was that Jesus told us to do it, it would be enough. But there's a reason why he tells us to do it. And that's the second cause. Reason why baptism should be such a big deal for followers of Jesus in this church is because he tells us to do this and because baptism says something. You know, in the New Testament and in church history, it seems to indicate that baptism served as, honestly, an initial profession of faith. It was something public. If you go through scripture, you know this because after Philip preached uh, Jesus to the Ethiopian, the Ethiopian at in Acts chapter 8, he requested to be baptized. When the Philippian jailer responded to the preaching of Paul and Silas, he and his believing family members all got baptized in Acts chapter 16. The same was true of Lydia in Acts chapter 16, of Cornelius in Acts chapter 8. You could go on and on. This was like such an important part of them going public with their faith. And I thought about this, you know, because I know who I'm dealing with. I know who Rockford is. There's a bunch of you that are a bunch of Swedish people, Right? I love you all Swedes, but you Swedes, man, you're funny because Swedish, Scandinavian, we're very private people. And so we often think about our faith as a very private thing. This thing that honestly happens with me and I should keep it to myself. And the, the reality is that part of salvation, this idea that I need Jesus, I need a savior. And that moment when I step into faith, the truth is it is a private thing. Like you actually could come to Jesus, make a pronouncement in your life and nobody else know. And if you're a Swede, you're fine with that, right? 
The truth is, that isn't what Jesus is interested in. When I first got out of college and moved here to Rockford, you know, I, like all of us that spend thousands of dollars on a college degree, the expectation is, is when you leave college, you go get a real job. Well, I came to Rockford and my first job was anything but, because I looked at my friends and all my friends had jobs in public accounting and they were going to work for attorneys and state senators and all these important things. And so the first job I lined up, I was truly embarrassed. Like I didn't want them to know. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, this job is a side hustle. It's not my real hustle, it's my side hustle. I'm just gonna do this thing. But I didn't want my friends to know. I was super, super embarrassed at my side hustle because I was like selling like lawn care, right? And every time my buddies would call and be like, yo, Parks, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just working real hard. Yeah, what are you working hard at? You know, just, I'm in sales. What are you selling? True green Kemlon. Oh yeah, I was that guy. I'm the one that called you and left stuff on your front porch going, you know, you listen, I can make your lawn greener. I'm him and I was embarrassed of the side hustle. See, I think sometimes we treat Jesus like a side hustle. We treat him like this thing that it's private and I'm good with it. I just don't want anybody else to really know about it. And let me tell you, Jesus isn't interested in being your side hustle. He just isn't. No, no, he wants to be the full-time thing in your life. And you do too. But see, there comes a point when we can't just keep it quiet anymore. In fact, that's not the point. We've got to represent. We've got to step out and say, no, I'm with him, he's with me. I was thinking about representing and I, I wore this shirt on purpose. So this is from some of my friends at Lenore. Now you say, no, what's Lenore? Let me tell you about Lenore. Lenore's two gentlemen that I ran into just recently. Started hanging out around here. Said, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a pastor. What do you do? And like, we're aspiring clothes designers. I'm like, well, that's pretty awesome. It's like, well, after we started hanging out a little bit, come to find out they needed a space. And I'm like, well, we have an abundance of space around here, right? We, all we got is space. I'm like, I got the spot in the basement. You want to make your stuff down there? These guys started hanging out here, started making stuff downstairs. Today, actually, they have a little pop-up and they're selling it. So I'm like, this is like, this is, nobody else has this but me right now. <laughs> yeah. You know why I wear it? Because I represent. I want to represent the work that they're doing. I'm proud of those two guys. I'm proud of that team. I'm proud of how hard they're working. I'm proud that that's coming out of Rockford, Illinois. I'm proud of Lenore. I represent that. This is how it has to be with Jesus. The work he's doing in your life. The work he's doing in this place. Guys, we gotta represent. He's not looking to be your side hustle. So listen, this is why baptism matters. Because it's a moment for us to go, oh, no, no, no. I'm going public with this. And I know a lot of you are like, well, I'm a little nervous to go public with that. Not not, not so much because of what people will think, but because I don't have it all put together. And so maybe what I ought to do is go get my stuff together real quick, get it all straightened out, and then I'll get in the pool because I don't want to get out of that pool and mess the whole thing up. No, I get that. But you do realize that this is the gospel, 
that you can't earn any of this through your own works, that he died on a cross and that grace is good enough and that as you walk with him, he's gonna help you sort out all of those things. If you could do it on your own, you wouldn't need him. If you could get it all straightened out before baptism, we shouldn't do it. You can't. So you might as well just give up Let go, let him walk with you, step in the pool, step out and recognize I'm a new creation. Doesn't matter what I did in the past. That's all done. It all gets left behind. Listen, listen to what the apostle Paul says in Romans six. Do you not know? I love that tone. He says, don't you know that all of us who've been baptized in Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. So in other words, yep, your old life You're baptized into his death. It is gone. We were buried, therefore, with him by what? Baptism. I was buried with him. My old life was put to death, and then it was buried, right? I love that visual. We don't just let dead things sit out where we can see it. We take the dead things, we put it under under the ground. This is what he's saying about your past. He's saying, we're going to kill it, then we're going to put it underground. It's gone. And here's what's miraculous. All that death, there's going to be new life that springs out. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. See, this is baptism. You know why we do it? Because it says something. It says, I'm with him and he's with me. It says it. It says, I'm with him, he's with me. And sometimes, listen, we need moments like these to remind us years from now when life isn't going exactly the way we hoped. Almost like Gilgal when Joshua sets up the 12 stones to remind all the generations of what Jesus and what God had done. We need that too to remind us of what Jesus has done. This is baptism. We do it because Jesus asks us to. We do it because it means something. And lastly, we do it because it makes us part of the team. You know, know, when you look back at early church, membership was an important part of being like belonging, identifying with. But it's funny, if you look at all that goes down, how membership happens is primarily through this public declaration. You, you think about it, I, I, I was in college and I pledged a fraternity. And when I joined that fraternity, that wasn't actually me getting to be in the fraternity. In fact, it, they made it very clear. I was gonna have to run through so many hoops One, I had to pay to be there. Cost me a ton of money, right? I had to pay. And there was no guarantee. The next semester, they were going to throw Cheerios at me and make fun of me and do what they do in those fraternities, right? Then they're going to teach me a bunch of songs that I couldn't remember and a bunch of chants and all the things. It was a semester-long deal of all this stuff I have to remember and do just to get a chance to maybe get in the club. And sometimes we think that's how it is in the church, Maybe there's all this stuff, secret handshakes we don't know about. All these things we have to learn. And the reality is from the early days of the church, you know it right from the beginning. When Peter was preaching in Acts chapter two and he got up and thousands of people came to Jesus, there was no class. There was no thing. He said, "Um, look, let's all go get baptized because now you're on our team. The reason why Jesus does this 
why he asks us to do this. It's because it means something and it also means we're on the team. It identifies in this local body, hey, I'm part of this thing. Some of you are like, I'm probably gonna go get baptized somewhere else. I didn't realize I was signing up for this place. Listen, here's the commitment though. It's not just your commitment here. It's our commitment to you. Now see, this house says to you, oh, we see you. We see what you're doing. We'll walk with you. We'll journey with you. We'll do this together. Like this, this army of dry bones that have been set to life. No, no, we're in it together. See, this is what the local church is. Not a place where we just come see a bald-headed guy talk, right? This is a place where we contribute in the lives of each other. And when someone comes up out of the water and says, yeah, I want to be on the team, we go, cool, you're on our team. We're on this team together. We're on the Jesus team. That's us. We're with you. This is why baptism matters. And this is why we do it. You know, I've, I've thought about baptism and the reality is this is a very spiritual moment. We've been doing this as followers of Jesus for thousands of years in pools, in tubs, in lakes, in rivers, any kind of water we could find. This is part of who we are, our people. This is who we are. And it matters because every time someone steps forward and says, okay, I'm gonna do it because Jesus said so. I'm gonna do it because it means something. I'm gonna do it because I wanna be on this team. The reality is that person is coming with a story a life that has been transformed, something that has happened in them. And I wish today we could go through all 50 stories of people, of everything that God's doing in their life so that you could be encouraged. But I don't have time to do 50. So I wanted you to see one story of someone who's raising their hand this day going, no, I'm in on baptism. And check this story out. It all kind of started with my roommate, Nikki. Uh, she got me into the seat at church first here. And I, you know, it felt refreshing. It felt, you know, I started to serve on the kids ministry and I felt like I was kind of understanding, but my true surrender to God, um, I would have to say 2020. Um, so recent, yes, I was definitely on that path, but I still had this wall up. I was still kind of protective of, my heart, I wasn't really like, yes, I believed, but I was not giving myself completely. I was not letting God use me to the best of his ability. I wasn't open to that at all. But 2020 hit and we got put in um, complete lockdown and my mental health spiraled out of control. I was in a really dark place. I was emotionally unable to do things on a daily basis. And a lot of this, I think, had been building up. But when you take away um, my ability to help people through my job and to interact with other people and stuff like that, it all came to a forefront and I would have these panic attacks. And the only thing I knew to do was 
I had this just urge to look to God. And I started to read devotionals and I started to read the Bible. I had never read the Bible before. Um, And so I started to really dive into what is God's word and what does he promise? And there's so many good scriptures that revolve around anxiety and just trusting the Lord and giving that up. And, you know, I started to feel this peace when this would happen and really leaning into that and surrendering allowed me then to take the next step to get help for my mental health and to really kind of start to climb out of this darkness. And I started to lean into worship songs and and I could feel this changing in my heart and this, okay, this release almost. So I'm getting my mental health on track. I'm, you know, my brain's clear. I want to help more. And I felt more like myself, but that was also God. That was God saying, you are now letting me in. You are now letting me use you. You are now letting me be a part of your life. So let's go. Let's see what we can do from there. This is extremely personal for me, and I'm very excited to rededicate my life and ready to say, God, I am here. I'm surrendering. Use me how you want to. And that's a lot to let go and a lot to, you know, even say on camera, but here I am and I'm ready. So those of you that are getting baptized, that you've already signed up, there's a bunch of us in the room because they have shirts on. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand up right now. Go ahead, stand up. And you're gonna head to that door right now. Can we give it up for all the folks? Head to that door, go back to that corner. There's a bunch of people who are gonna, gonna tell you what to do. Go to the back right corner. Now, they were already signed up. I didn't preach that message for them. I preach that message for somebody in this place that need to get baptized today. Some of you, somebody's like, oh no, don't you dare, don't you do this, don't you do this, don't you, listen to me, listen to me. I think there's a couple of you who need to stand up and declare your faith this day. Jesus got you, you've been walking with him, but you need to declare your faith this day. And so here's the deal. I'm gonna meet you in the pool. I'm literally gonna change into some shorts that are ridiculous, I'm telling you right now. Just, they're Popeye shorts, it's all I got, it's all I have. But I'm gonna meet you in that pool. And here's what I'm saying. If that's you, if you're like, man, I've never been baptized, I've been following Jesus for a long time, or maybe I just started following Jesus, like this day, or, or maybe last week, or at Forest City Church recently, I'm asking you, get baptized, and here's what's great news, we have a bunch of clothes. I know, because you're already trying to get out of this. You're like, well, I, I don't want to get in with this, this is a great shirt, I spent a lot of money on it, you know, it was, it was, I can't do it. No, you can, you can. You can go, we got clothes in the back, we can change. We got a whole deal, whole setup for you. You need to go get baptized this day. Some of you are like, oh no, I've been, I'm too old for that. I'm too old for that, I've been around this church too long. You know, in the last service, I, I, said, I said this, said, are you breathing still? Someone took me up on it. Uh, I think she was 70. Stepped in the pool. Said, I'm claiming Jesus this day. Claiming Jesus this day. Hey. This is a profoundly spiritual moment. Jesus asks you to do it. And I'm saying, will you take a step of faith? Your spouse might think you're crazy. But I promise you, This matters. Like walk into this moment. Join the pool with us. 
And you're going to have just a few minutes because we have, during this story, another story, before we start baptizing, you have a few minutes to get yourself ready and to go do what you know God's asking you to do this day. I'm talking to you. You need to get up and go. And then here's how it's going to work. We're just going to celebrate. The pool's back here. It's a little awkward. You can turn around and look. Those of you that are family members that want to get close, do it. Do what you need to do. We're just going to worship. You're going to see on the side screens a video of everybody getting baptized so you can hoot and holler or do what you need to do. But we're going to celebrate until we're done. And then, I mean, I, I can't think of a, a better way to end today than just baptizing people. As many of you need to get baptized, baptized. Let me pray. God, we're so grateful for your saving grace that all this represents death to life. Help us have the courage to step toward it. And in all of this, we give you the glory. It's for you, Jesus, we do this. In Jesus' name, amen. Watch this story. So I was always told growing up that Jesus was my savior and I grew up in a church and I never felt like I was part of it. I always kind of felt judged for things and I had a lot of questions, but I never felt like I was able to get answers. I went off to college and I stopped going to church. I took a philosophy class. It gave me even more questions that I wanted to get answered, but I didn't know where to turn. And um, I ended up meeting my husband my uh, last year, year and a half in college. And um, he grew up in the church also, and he never really lost his way, I guess. We got married, and uh, it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to start going to church, and we wanted to raise a family in Christ, but I still had those questions that never got answered, and um, it wasn't until we went through just a, a really traumatic experience, um, and I just was struggling with um, depression and just not knowing where to turn, and um, I, my husband had worked at Meg's here in Heartland, and um, I went with him on a Sunday morning just on a whim um, while he was working. And I sat not even in the service. Um, I just sat in the hallway just kind of listening. And Mike Bro was teaching. And um, just what he said absolutely, like, resonated with me. And it stuck with me. And it just, it just brought me back. And it kind of put me at peace. And I felt born again, really, and I've slowly gotten better with coming out of my comfort zone, um, just, for example, entering in a small group or um, making a lot of life changes like moving or changing jobs, just really doing things when I feel that um, that tug from God, and I've felt this for a couple years, and to me, baptism is that physical way of showing such an amazing, transformative, spiritual change. I'm such, so much more of an introvert, and I don't like making a spectacle of things, but I, at the same time, it's like, 
I, I want to make a spectacle of it. I want to, like, make it known that God's changed my life. So I'm ready. You've been listening to Eric Park's message on baptism, along with the testimonies of Shannon and Nicole. Thanks for listening. 